Oilers will take the uh, loss and try to get back in the winning column against Willie Green's New Orleans Pelicans. Marquise Chris topside. He hits a three. And the final score is not going to tell the story. No. At all. This game very much in the balance with about six minutes to go. Well, Golden State losing to Dallas 99-82. The Warriors fall to 29-8 on the season. Dallas with 20 wins and 18 losses now. The 82 points, the lowest point total this year. And, in fact, the Warriors' two lowest point totals all season have occurred in the last four games. So that's something to uh, to think about here as we start the postgame show. Tim Roy along with Jim Barnett. Uh, Warriors shot 17.9 from the floor, and from I'm sure, I'm sorry, outside the arc, 17.9, 5 of 28, Dallas 12 of 40. Dallas shooting 37.9%, and yet they still won the game, which is kind of interesting. 80, almost 100 points, but the, as Jim pointed out, the couple of late threes there, this game was a lot closer than 17. But Dallas has not won a game shooting that poorly since they won a game back in the bubble against Sacramento, so it's been a while for them as well. I think uh, the Warriors now have uh, to look a little bit and to try to find ways to create points that don't involve number 30, Jim, because Steph has not had, you know, good nights and back-to-back nights. In fact, he is, you know, 8 for 41 from the floor in his last two games. He was 1 of 9 from 3 tonight, very un-Steph-like. I mean, we're spoiled watching him all the time, but, but how do the Warriors create points that don't involve Steph? Well, he, he, I have to say, Steph's got a little responsibility there when it's not going for him. I, listen, we, we know how great he is. We know how he can ignite and all of a sudden get a 20-point quarter. But I don't think when it's going like this, he can't do it off the dribble. He's got to do it without the ball in his hands. And so when he dominates the ball like that and everything is going south, and you can see it's going south because he's not getting calls going to the basket. In these last two games, Tim, yeah, he's 8 of 41. He's also 5 of 6 from the three-point line, from the free-throw line. He's taken six free throws in two games. So he's not getting the benefit inside. It's not working for him. And uh, his three-point shooting, he still keeps the streak alive, uh, by the way, because he's made one uh, in the Miami game, and he made one tonight. So he's 2 of 19 in the last two games just from three-point range itself. I, I don't know, and I'm sure he doesn't know, uh, either, but the Warriors, um, have, have, they don't get enough fast break points, in my estimation. They don't get out, and they're, they're playing half-court offense all of the time. And it's difficult for, it's and it's easier for a defender to stay with Stephen Curry when he has help, and they're relegated to half-court half defense that way. I'd much rather guard half-court defense than have him running and pushing the ball up the floor and finding open space and open players and moving the ball around. Then you can score a lot easier, and it's just not happening. Well, the uh, Warriors, uh, 82 points, the last time they scored this this few of of points in a game was back in April 2nd of 2021 in that infamous loss to Toronto and Tampa, 130-77. to And I'm just wondering, too, that maybe – Maybe Dallas is just like Memphis in, in this regard, that it's just a bad matchup. The Warriors have lost seven of the last eight to Dallas. Yeah. Maybe maybe this is a bad matchup for Golden State. Yeah, and I can't put a finger on it. Yeah. Um, and and Steve Kerr tries lots of different combinations. He gives the bench plenty of minutes to play tonight. Jordan Poole, who has uh, six points tonight, 0 for 4 from 3, he plays 24 minutes. 
It only took him in the Miami game to play 26 minutes to get his 32. He just couldn't find it tonight. They could not find – I thought Wiggins might start out. The way he started out, a quick six points for Wiggins uh, to start in that first quarter. And I thought that he might find somebody else. But um, when you depend on Curry to do everything, and they're bottling him up sometimes with double teams, bigger people, and he, he just was not getting open looks at all. Yeah, it really it kind of uh, spoiled a very nice night for Gary Payton, the second. 11 points, 11 rebounds, his third career double-double. Didn't miss a shot from the floor, 5 of 5. But three of your five starters don't take free throws. Draymond Green, yeah. Looney, and, and Payton, and that's a problem. you gotta, you got to get to the stripe. you got to tackle the rim a little bit more. Yes, I, I concur with that exactly, and especially when you're not shooting well from three-point range. and. Uh, you're not going to win too many games against anybody when you go 5 of 28 from three-point range and only make 11 free throws because you're not taking a lot of free throws in the game. Right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the the, uh, the bench as well. And I think also, you know, I wonder if, if the Warriors are kind of caught in this moment where, you know, they they got Clay Thompson around them all the time. They know he's coming back sometime soon. Right. You can't just put the brakes on until he comes back. You have to keep going. And that, that to me, is tomorrow. That's what I want to see in New Orleans is to come out and play sharp and play, you know, like the Warriors can play. Well, yes, they've got, they've got to get back. And I, and I think they're going to be able to score against New Orleans a lot easier. I was surprised that the Dallas defense was this good tonight, this strong. And they certainly concentrated on Stephen Curry. Uh, right from the get-go, uh, I thought for the Warriors, and the early turnovers in the first quarter got them off to a bad start, and uh, they just could not find the three-point range. That hurt them, and that built the confidence for the Mavs. I love the way the third quarter was going um, for the Warriors, but then at, towards the end of the third quarter, they forgot to play defense, and the Mavs kind of caught up and, and righted the ship after that. And so it's, you know, it, just too many mistakes too many missed shots, um, and when you turn the ball over 17 times, and you maybe they don't score off all of those, but that limits the shots that you do get, and and that hurts you in the long run. Well, in Dallas right now, they're honoring Dirk Nowitzki and uh, Jim. I wanted to get you. I asked you for comments in the in the pregame show. For those who didn't hear, uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on Dirk Nowitzki and and where he, you know, ranks in terms of international players and just players overall from, you know, from what you saw throughout his wonderful career, which ended in 2019. Well, Novitski is, he became, to me, uh, a predecessor for big men to shoot threes. No one at, at his height had ever taken and shot that many threes. But he, he did it, and he did it with consistency. Um, as, you know, obviously, when you, when you play 20 years in the league, um, he played 21 seasons, I believe, um, ended up, as we talked before the game, number six scorer in NBA history. But he, he was a versatile player, as evidenced by scoring 30,000 points. No one else has ever done this. He scored 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 1,000 blocks, 1,000 steals, and 1,000 three-pointers made. That tells you how versatile that Dirk Nowitzki was. He was not a great defender, okay? I'm not saying he was a great defender because he did play a long time. But he could play the basketball game, and he could shoot from the outside. To make to, to make a 1,000 three-pointers at his size, um, he had to have a good shooting touch, and he had to have an offensive mind to do so. And uh, he was he's one of the great scorers. And to me, he's, he's the best European to ever come over. 
That's uh, Jim Barnett. Here was Dirk Nowitzki back in, in March 23rd, 2019, as he kind of reflected on his final trip to Oracle Arena. Great memories, some bad memories, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, this has always been a fun building, like I said uh, the other day. No matter uh, if the team is good or not, uh, the support here has always been phenomenal and been a fun atmosphere to play. Uh, you know, whether they're up, down, uh, you know, the fans are always, uh, always behind their team here. So really enjoyed my time here, enjoyed competing against uh, some great players, some great teams. And um, so, yeah, I'll always, always remember this building, unfortunately, with my MVP season, but also with, uh, with a lot of great, you know, with great memories. My first basket ever was in this building, so I'm going to for sure miss it. So they're honoring Dirk Nowitzki tonight in the Dallas, and it's uh, well-deserved because even with the very good Mavs teams of, you know, of Ron Harper and Mark Aguirre and, and, and those guys back in the day, uh, you know, Rolando Blockman, whose, whose jersey is also retired in Dallas. But Dirk, Dirk uh, number 22, R.C. Davis points out, which we were talking about today. Uh, but Dirk Nowitzki's the face of the franchise. You know, yep. he's 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 like he is to Dallas what Steph Curry is now to Golden State. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and he should be and great, mean, great for the game, too. Well, he, he's, he's a great individual. And uh, you, you told the story about uh, him smashing the hole in the wall and coming back and then autographing it and everything. Right. And it just shows you the kind of personality that he has. And, uh, you know, I, I, I read a lot of stats, but that 30,000 point club, I mean, that's that's. Okay, it's it's elite because there are only seven people have done that. Yeah, and, you know, Dirk. But how about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Karl Malone, LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan, and Wilt? I yeah, mean, I mean that's. And, but but yeah. no one would ever take his name and put his name in those people. Right, they, they would never. It, that's going to be a surprise to a lot of people. Well, it, it was a. Uh... To me, the, the sign of respect that he had to me was when Kobe Bryant tried to get him to the Lakers at the end of his career. Uh-huh. And Dirk said, no, I'm going to retire a Maverick. And, yeah. and I thought that was really, really cool by Dirk. But uh, Class guy. All right. So the Warriors will have to get one tomorrow, Jim. Yeah, and uh, New Orleans, when, when you say New Orleans, I immediately think of Zion Williamson and what's happened to that team because of his absence. And I read today somewhere where they are now his rehab is happening secret in secret in Portland. Yeah. Away from the team. So no one knows exactly what's going on. Is he really, and there's no question about it, Tim, he's overweight. I mean, and that's part when he has a foot injury and things like that, it's a contributing factor when you weigh that much. And especially the way he plays. Um, I feel badly for everybody. And, uh, you know, I think Monty Williams is a heck of a coach, uh, but th- but this team is uh, struggling right now, and they're relying a lot on Brandon Ingram, uh, who can who can put the ball in the basket for him. But this is uh, a team that can um, it's just going to have trouble competing night in night out without without their best player in Zion Williamson. Yeah, you, you mentioned Monty Williams. It's actually Willie Green. Excuse me, I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah, you had, you had, I had, you had Phoenix. One. You had Phoenix on your mind. Yes. There. there you go. So. Uh, yeah, Willie Green is. Coach. Yeah, Monty Williams was the head coach in, in New Orleans for a long time. We got to play against, the, watch the Warriors play against his teams for a number of years. So, um, so yeah, I think it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a game where I think the Warriors really, you know, as you say, it's not about 
the Pelicans as much tomorrow. It's it's more about how the Warriors going to play. Well, you know what I like? It's back to back. Yeah. They're, okay. Um, forget about it tonight. Do you think about the next game and you go out and play differently? And they're going to have to play differently. They're going to play a little more up tempo. Uh, they can't be so loosey goosey with the basketball. I expect Stephen Curry to come out and uh, find a little more space. Uh, two games in a row. I I don't know. I don't know many great players who had three bad games in a row. But I, by the way, I love it when you get technical and you get into those really uh, you know, nitty gritty, the loosey goosey, you know, <laughs> loosey goosey with the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I know. they, I know. they, I know get, care- they get yeah. careless a little bit. Yeah. And you it's can't a- you can't throw the ball through you know two or three defenders. It, yeah. You just have to play with a little more conservative uh, uh, aspect, and especially at half court. So I, well, I expect them to come back tomorrow, be a different team. And uh, get after it because this team does. You know they don't lose. They they don't like losing. They don't like losing. That's the best one of the best qualities to have in the association. Thank you, Jim. We'll see you here right, tomorrow. Jim.